It is with great regret that I must inform you that your town will now be destroyed. If you prefer to survive beyond the next few minutes, I strongly suggest you run up the cliffs, leaving any valuables behind with maximum haste. The uh, drop off, out, drop off, sign off, drop, uh, I, I'm done, turn off the thing, and it. And it beams out. You all saw that. Um, Sarsa, Tiburon are right outside the Salty Seagull. Sindel is running down the hill towards the docks. And uh, Gravely and Farah are up at the wedding ceremony. Jarek is not yet in view, not in view of where Sarsa and Tiburon are. Gravely will turn to Farah and say, Get out of here. Go go out of the town. Go up to the cliffs. Or Let me come with you. Somewhere I can that's help. safe. Uh, I've got to go find the others. I uh, I just don't want to lose you again. I'll find okay. you again. Don't worry. Goodbye, Gravely. Don't worry about it. Just just be safe. Uh, I, I can take care of myself. And I've got friends. Oh. Just, I'll see you soon. And he runs off. Uh, back down in front of the salty seagull, Jarrett comes tearing around the corner and sees almost runs into... Sarsa and Tiburon. He grabs Sarsa by the arm, like locks eyes with Sarsa, and says, Get down to the get down to the squall. Get everybody you can. Anybody down Jerk. there that won't be able to uh, what? Jerk, we can't we got to go to the cliffs. No, the squall can fly, Gravely. Sarsa, and some Gravely. of the people down there won't be able to get out. I've got I'm I've I'll go up the cliffs and get everybody I can. I'm gonna try to get those kids. Oh Jerk, you you actually were pretty smart there for once. That was that was really impressive. Uh thanks. And Derek casts Find Steed, summoning his trusty steed, Bree. <laughs> I forgot about Bree. Bree. Bonjour. <laughs> hey, Bree, I need you. He, he hops up on Bree. Up, up, up this way. I'll lead the way. Allez-vous. And they go galloping off. All right, uh, Tiburon, we got to get down. We got to get down to the squall. All right, let's go. As that is happening, you see Sindel come kind of tearing down the main drag, heading off down towards the dock. The kind of layout, I'm going to quickly kind of review the layout of the town. Um, the town of Giaka is built up into cliffs. And so the cliffs kind of scoop down. There's buildings built up into the cliffs as far as is possible to build. And the main road into town basically kind of like weaves up the cliff side to the top of those cliffs where they're saying people need to go. As you get more towards the ocean, it kind of turns into more and more docks and more and more unstable terrain. And there's a big town square in the center that is what the market was in. And kind of a main drag from that town square down towards the docks that goes past the Salty Seagull. On that main drag is where the Lemoncello place was, Pliny and Sons, I think, and the school. <laughs> Someplace farther back into the kind of like small ins and outs of the towns towards the cliffs is where Phil's fish bucket was. And uh, the elder tree is kind of up towards where the road out of town up the cliffs is. And then down towards the docks, there's a whole bunch of docks, and there's the jetty that goes out to the lighthouse that had the Dreadx, the Dreadx hidden office. And on one of the docks is where the Crescent Squall 3 is moored, along with the goblins, with uh, nearby is the goblins with the hidden submersible and other folks that you've met. So that's all that we know in the town of Giaka. So I want to do a skill challenge largely and it is the job of each of you to use whatever skill you have want to use that you have talent in to think creatively and come up with your best possible tactic for 
moving as many people to safety as possible. So ideally, each player will come up with a scenario that you want to try to save a bunch of people, and we'll kind of keep track along the way of your success. You better board my ship. I'll get you out of here. Leave everything behind. Just get on the ship. And Sarsa, when Jared grabbed your arm, uh, you kind of like realize as you're running, sort of like in retrospect, that instinctively both of you went into that it was the Knights of the Realms like grasp. And it wasn't necessarily that he did it on purpose or that you were doing it on purpose. Just kind of like instinctively, you did that thing where each of you grabbed the insignia on your forearm. And when he said, you go to the squall, get people out down there, I'm going to go up the hill and try to get the kids. That was sort of like... He was saying it's morphing time. Yeah, like innately that was a like, this is our duty as knights. And so like it feels like you would have already been doing that any, either anyway as Sarsa, but it just has, has a special sacred feel of like, this is, this is what we do. As you head off towards the dock, Sindel kind of like tears past you. Follow her down there. And when you get down to the docks, you see that all the water has receded. It's pulled out towards the ocean, which has left most of the boats just sitting uh, down in the muck that used to be the bottom of the harbor. Except for the Crescent Squall 3, which has remained in the exact same place you left it only now it's levitating in air about 15 feet above at the level of the docks about 15 feet above the ground level of the harbor instead of floating in the water just doing its crescent squall thing what in the place is going on here sindel is running at full speed into the muck of the harbor which evaporates and burns with each of her steps she's doing her hot thing she steps, she stops and plants her feet near the end of the longest dock and her whole body lights up with flame as some of you have seen it do before. Uh, it's close to sunset now, so there's decent lighting, dramatic lighting down there. And what she's looking out at towards the sea, it's pretty far out at sea. There is a massive wave and oh, it's no. probably, you know, hard to judge, but it's at least 100 feet tall. Inside this wave, there's a monstrous image of some sort of a gargantuan creature. And it almost looks like it's hard to tell if the monster is inside the wave, like there was a water dragon or something in there or if the monster actually is the wave. This giant thing is coming towards town. This is definitely the destruction that Dropoff was describing. But Sindel there looking at that raises her staff up in front of her lengthwise parallel to the approaching tidal wave. And with obvious, intense concentration, the staff lights up with fire. And at the same time, a massive wall of fire forms in front of the wave, which crashes up against it. It slows its progress in just a cacophonous mass of steam and terror. And basically, Sindel has momentarily, like, halted the wave, slowed its progress, but it's very clear from looking at the situation. Like, the water is already kind of, like, eating through the fire. This is a delay tactic. She's putting a lot of energy into it, and this is only going to buy some extra minutes at best to do whatever you can. How far away is that body that big wall of water and like how big is it it's super hard to judge like the size of water compared to other water and distance and all that especially since like where the ocean line was has suddenly like changed like it's even with the water pulled back you're not even sure where normal sea level is because it's pulled the water back into it you would guess though it's maybe 300 feet back, two to 300 feet back, and it's at least 100 feet tall. And it goes 
I mean, kind of looking to the sides, you can kind of see that the wall of water is not too much wider than the town, but it's probably two or 300. Well, I don't know how long it is. It's long, but it's not like as far as the eye can see long. It's definitely like pointed at the town specifically. I have the spell control water. Okay. Uh, this is a level cool, four Cool, problem spell. solved. Let's go home. <laughs> well, I mean, like, it is my level four Drink some spell, limoncello. And I never get to use it. And, so your hundred, uh, that's the spell that Captain Honeymist used to sink the sink the trident. The wall is about that. Well, actually, like I said, you're kind of just guessing how tall it is. But mm-hmm. you could basically, if it worked with all the magics that are... Every, uh, obviously involved you could potentially like take out redirect move along a hundred foot chunk of this wave but there'd still be you could like remove a piece of the wave potentially or do something with it but the wave is longer it's wider than 100 feet i think you get to choose a hundred by hundred foot cube hundred by hundred by hundred foot cube and that's the water that you control for your 10 minutes Mm -hmm. You probably can't affect much outside of that. Well, if that's the case, then uh, this was all for naught. And... Well, no, <laughs> there's definitely a lot you can do controlling a hundred by hundred by hundred foot <laughs> cube of water. You don't have to water. use that, but in terms of things you might be able to do to help in this scenario, that seems like it has a lot of potential. So. I might wait, though. I am gonna wait until it's a little more pressing because Sindel just bought us some time. And uh, at this point, I will be helping load people onto the Crescent Squall. And uh, But she's keeping a weather eye on the horizon, and she's watching that storm like a hawk, and she's got that queued up if, uh, if it looks like they're about to get wiped out. Okay, there's definitely a lot of kind of like older sailors, like definitely... The docks more so than anywhere else in the town. Everybody down there can see exactly what's happening. So people are full speed booking it inland towards the cliff. So it's kind of easy to see the folks that are a little slower, the older, the older sailors, the guys on, you know, peg legs and other things that are definitely not going to make it without your help. You're able to kind of start to collect a lot of them and say, come on over here to the squall. Let's leave Sarsa and Sindel there for the moment. Anybody else want to jump in? Yeah. Does uh, anybody else know as... control water? Let me ask that. <laughs> nope. <laughs> okay. Chris, we'll start with you. Okay. Mine is going to be real quick. Um, <laughs> uh, as soon as Gravely sees the giant wave, he's going to stop, turn around, head back to the wedding and, and just start yelling at people like, Everyone follow me! I know how to get out of here! And, and he's going to use... Um, I'm going to use survival to kind of use um, my knowledge of terrain and uh, choosing the right path and the safest track and that sort of thing to get people to higher ground. Okay. The like path out of town is sort of like a switchback ambly trek up the cliffs. But you could also, like, there's also potentially using a skill like that other ways up the cliff. Why don't you go ahead and roll survival to see how that goes. One one second here. Mm-hmm. Oh, difficult terrain doesn't slow your group's travel. Ooh. All right. Well, that sounds handy. What's your group? <laughs> it My just group says your group, like the anybody players. that will follow me. People traveling? Wow. Okay. All right. Survival with advantage then. Okay. 22. Nice. So you are able to lead most of the wedding party as opposed to kind of like running downhill in their fancy garb and like down the way over to the very like crowded, very, very crowded. Actually, everybody's going to be going towards the road. So it's actually super helpful to everybody. If I see Farah, I'm going to be like, Hello again, uh, change of plans. Uh, can you help me uh, rally people? And I'll just kind of use her to sort of convince people to come with me and uh, and then sh- show them the best way to get out. Make the charisma help, yeah. So yeah, redirecting this big group of people just basically kind of like straight up the cliffs in the best way that you can guide them through, which you can, is going to be super helpful. So that was a 22 survival roll. All right. 
Who else? Thut, while running to get gravely, is going to feel this like massive like fog cloud of steam and like <laughs> glacial. I imagine it's like so much steam mm-hmm. that it's like casting this like almost marine layer over the town. Uh, and he sees that and he's going to turn around, see this massive wave uh, coming towards towards the town. He's going to try and do some calculations in his head real fast. Is it like, w- would he be able to make it like realistically out of the town before this wave hits, like based on his uh, his intellect? Um, yeah, I mean, if he was just straight booking it, probably he would think. I mean, so there's there's a lot of factors involved that he would be guessing at. One is like, how long is this massive fire thing going to stop this massive water thing? You don't quite know the terrain up the hills, and you also have no way of knowing exactly how far up the cliff you would have to be to be safe. I don't know kind of how much you know, high the water is, might go is Soot close enough to see the, the wedding party, like all the people that are heading out or is he too far away from there? Probably. I mean, I would say he would probably get stopped kind of just in view of being able to see that. I think for the first time in his life, Soot is looking around and is hearing like the screams of the people of Giaka. And he's kind of clutching his, his spell book in, in his arm. And for the first time in his life, he thinks to himself, I I think I I can do something about this. And he's going to run back to the docks. And in his uh, running back to the docks, he casts Disguise Self on himself to look like one of the guards of the city. And is just going to start yelling, get to the cliffs, get to the cliffs, as a guard in the city. Okay. Kind of pointing the general direction. When he arrives at the docks... Uh, He's going to see the massive wall of fire and the giant uh, wave. Now, uh, with this wave, Soot is going to try and deduce if this is something magical, if this is a natural event, if, like, like what is happening. Is there something he can do to deduce that? Um, Yes. Roll. What are my options and things to roll? You probably have skill in all of them, so I would say... Yeah, I would say between Arcana and Nature, choose whichever you prefer. I like Arcana. Mm. Uh, That's a 12. So you look out there, and you see, I mean, I think you see pretty easily, like, that doesn't doesn't seem natural. It's a simple deduction that, like, this is being controlled in some way by drop-off. He didn't just, like, conveniently time the arrival of a tidal wave. But looking out, even through the fire, you can kind of see this creature that seems to be in slash a part of the wave. And you would guess that uh, that is a lot like the descriptions that many, many, many people have heard. It's certainly, it's not uncommon knowledge. This creature called a Leviathan. Oh, dear. And the Leviathan is like a, like a being, like there's only one. It's a creature of great power over water that could, is, you know, legend has that it could do just this sort of thing. It could destroy a town with tidal waves. And it's just this sort of like massive force of watery destruction. So it is going to say to himself, this is, this is why you don't, this is why you don't, this is why you have to look over uh, over, over yourself. You you can't fight against something like that. And he's going to take the uh, he's going to take the little pearl, the bubble pearl, and he's going <laughs> to put it over his head, and is going to run toward uh, Sarsa and the okay. uh, the Crescent Squall. Okay, Tiburon, yep. what are you up to? <laughs> Uh, well, initially, I, uh, head into the Salty Seagull and kind of, like, areas around the dock and help people. I assume because the cliffs are pretty far, even if people are running towards it, maybe try and help people towards the docks, towards Mm -hmm. Sarsi. At some point, I'd probably stop and try and get a look at what it is, or probably just look just because the giant wall of fire is, like, (laughs) quite the spectacle in front of this giant, uh, tidal wave. So, in... The Salty Seagull is pretty close to the docks. It's kind of on the end of the drag as it gets into docks. There's various buildings between you and the actual docks, like bait shops and small warehouses and stuff, but probably right when when you run out and turn 
and to look down the main drag, you mm-hmm. see what is you, you have it in view. Can I can I also tell that there's something within the waves, like some enormous thing? Roll perception. Right. Twelve. Kinda. <laughs> kind I mean, can I tell it's the shape of some creature, even if I can't tell what creature it is or whether it's Yeah, I mean it's on something. the same level of like you can look at it and kind of make out it's a matter of like, is that a Right. Is that it's like looking up into a cloud and thinking like that kind of looks like a dragon, but no, nah, yes. it's just a cloud, but maybe it's a dragon. But also as a sailor, I think the idea looking at that that concept the idea of the Leviathan like is something you you know well and know about. There's certainly many horror stories and sea shanties about the Leviathan, and that comes immediately to your mind. Yes. Okay. And in seeing the Leviathan, I remember something, uh, and I guess I reach across my back because I'm wearing it. I don't think I have it stored anyway, and grab my Trident of Fish command. <laughs> <laughs> Oh my god, I'm so ready for this. And sort of regard it and sort of give it some thought. Is this, like, would I know sort of like what it takes to use this or would I just innately trust myself to try and do it? You would know how to use it. Okay. Yeah. I mean, I'm fairly confident this is not going to let you take control of the Leviathan. I mean, even if it doesn't... I gotta try for my Aquaman moment, you know. Yeah, you do. But I feel it's that's another thing where like this has a lot of potential for yeah. something in this moment. The Trident of Fish Command. The, this trident is a magic weapon. It has three charges. While you carry it, you can use an action and expend one charge to cast Dominate Beast from it on a beast that has an innate swimming speed. Okay, so it is beast that also Got has it. swimming speed, which limits you to swimmy creatures. Trident regains one to three expended charges daily. At dawn. So. You know pretty innately that it's not going to work on this Leviathan. Let's actually read Dominate Beast spell to understand what it might do. It's got a range of 60 feet. It's concentration for one minute. You attempt to beguile a beast that you can see within range. It must succeed on a wisdom saving throw or be charmed for the duration. If you or creatures that are friendly to you are fighting it, it has advantage. While the beast is charmed, you have a telepathic link with it as long as the two of you are on the same plane of existence. You can use this telepathic link to issue commands to the creature while you are conscious. Okay. It is any beast with a swim speed, so that's got... <laughs> is there a wiggle room? interesting beast <laughs> out in there. No, it's not a beast. The, the Leviathan is not a beast, but that is got quite it. a powerful spell depending on what you run into got it. in the ocean. Yep. All right, so you pull out your trident of command and kind of like look out there and look at it uh-huh. and kind of like consider like, yeah, that's that's not gonna work. <laughs> It'd be cool though. It'd be cool. Tiny trident, massive leviathan, tiny trident. All right, then I put so the trident there. back back on my back and uh, j- just keep trying to herd people over to the docks. Then you do have a sense again, like there's a lot of creatures out there in the water not close again because all the water's pulled back but eventually there might be something to be done with that as water is about to be everywhere presumably with i mean if you give it. me a big enough whale i'm gonna take that chance <laughs> assuming we all just don't die right yeah now. if we don't die in the next two turns oh man yep so the way I'm kind of breaking this down is when each of you makes your primary check. So for the only one I've taken this for is Gravely's survival role is going to the number 22 is going to contribute to a total of how successful the evacuation is. So I have not taken that for other people's uses because you all kind of indicated I might try something well, as things get crazy. I, I did try and do disguise self as a guard and yell at people to uh to get up to the cliffs yeah well i'm only giving you one one each so kind of like the primary thing so if it ends up being like yeah it's gonna be continuing using this guard then we'll eventually roll that but if you end up doing something else then we'll take what i'm 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 holding dispel magic right now yeah what's jarek doing so jarek is jeff i'm gonna need your help 
because I can't do it. Yes, roll a check. Jarek is riding Bree up the main drag towards the school, kind of like glancing to see that kids are coming out of there and and heading up there, which it looks like generally they are. And he's going to ride Bree up towards Phil's fish bucket. All along the way, he's like looking for people and running people along and moving along. And I think actually close to Phil's fish bucket, there's a, a there's like an older person, maybe a grandmother with like a four year old by the hand and another little baby in her arms. And he hops down, stops and hops down off of Bree and kind of helps her up onto Bree and says, Bree, take these people up this up the. Uh, up the cliffs to safety as fast as you can. And if you can get them up and turn around and get anyone else, do that. We are Thank you, sir. So he helps thank them all you, up on you. there. And Bree takes off, and he heads off towards Phil's. All right, you make it to Phil's, and you see Phil has turned back into his kind of old, uh, like, hidden self. And he's he's actually got a bunch of the kids with him that uh, would normally kind of be staying with him. And he uh, he says... Oh, it's you. Help. We got to get these kids out of here. Yeah, come on, everybody. Is everybody out of here? Are you missing anybody? Do you know Do you know where everyone is? This is everyone. Everybody's here. All right, come Except, on. Oh. Except for Steph, what? Steph, where the heck's Steph? Steph? Is Steph the, Steph. Was Steph the girl who went to school? Yes. <laughs> where do you think Steph would be? Oh, she's probably back in the very back. You'd have to make some sort of dex check to get all the <laughs> way back there and and back in time. All right, I'll do that. Do you have any magic stuff could possibly help in this situation, Phil? You've got, like, literally everything in here. Uh, here, take this. It's the, the candle that makes light that's green. Cool, thanks. <laughs> <laughs> Jared kind of rolls his eyes, takes, takes a stupid candle. No, no, he's lighted. He's, he's riding, he's, he's rushing off. Come on, kids, go, go, go. And they're all going. All right, Jared's making a dex check to dash back. Actually, we'll leave that there as Phil ushers the kids out. Derek's going to head back and try to grab Steph. Does he light the candle? He does light the candle. Okay. The well, because candle. of that, you get advantage. On th- because the green uh, and the red cancel each other out, and she's uh, like bright blue. <laughs> Easier to see. Check it Excellent. out. Easier to see. Uh, pretty sure that's how the color theory works on that. All right. So I'm still going to leave Derek there. C'est l'heure de partir, maintenant (laughs) Says Bree. Hello, Knights of the World Table. We recorded this episode a a while ago, a few weeks ago, but we are releasing it right in the midst of a time when people all across the United States and the world are out protesting and fighting for justice uh, as part of the Black Lives Matter movement. And we just wanted to acknowledge the strength and bravery and awesomeness of that and show a little solidarity and appreciate everybody who's contributing to that effort in any way that you can. Uh, I think it, everyone deserves to feel safe in their communities and above all we should all deserve to feel safe and protected by the officers that are sworn to protect and serve our communities and to the extent that anyone could think that as a controversial statement we'll just have to disagree so thank you to everyone so much who is working hard to make this world a better place Uh, There's so much more to be said about that, but I'm really not the one to say it. We've tried to use our Twitter account a little bit to retreat some uh, good messages and uh, voices. I think that's one of the simplest things that anyone can do. Just use whatever platform you have to amplify black voices, amplify voices that have too long not been heard. So again, thank you for standing up. Thank you for supporting. Uh, No other announcements for today. Just take care of yourself and make life an adventure. Back down at the docks, Sarsa and the others have loaded as many people up onto the Crescent Squall 3 as possible. Remember, it's not a huge ship. It really liked to live on board it holds about six, but you can definitely get a lot more people for purposes of just loading it up and taking off. Let's do this. Um, you're not exactly sure, Sarsa, how many people 
that could get on there. You're super confident you could get 20 people safely and have it take off and fly and all of that. You've never tried more than that. And there's about 30 people that you could get on board easily if you waited an extra long time and called some people over who are headed up the cliffs. You might be able to get up to 40, but you'd be really nervous that the whole ship might not make it if it had 40 bodies on board. Do you want to go with 20, 30, or 40 passengers? Sarsa, like, does it look like the people that are walking up the hill, do they look like they'd be able to make it? Like, what's their pace looking like? Or does that mean I'm condemning them if I leave them behind? The last 10, like the 30 people all kind of need a ride. The last 10 that you could potentially say, like, no, don't go that way, come this way, they're definitely headed up towards the cliffs. They seem confident that that's at least their best shot. You have, again, no idea how that's going to go. They would be kind of like some of the last people to have to make it there, but they're all moving pretty fast and confidently. I'm going to take the 30 and that last group of 10. I'm going to rush. I need to get within 30 feet of them, and I'm going to cast Water Walk on all of them. (laughs) Game in the system here. So basically, nice. if they get submerged, like if the wave hits them, they will be uh, to carried walk. to the surface uh, at a rate of 60 feet per round. So they're going to float real quick. Spell grants the ability to move across any liquid surface, such as water, acid, mud, snow, quicksand, or lava, as if it were harmless solid ground. Up to 10 willing creatures you can see. Hey, convenient. Up to 10 willing creatures you can see within range gain this ability for the duration which is one hour, not a concentration spell. Nope. That seems very handy. All right. Do you say anything to them, or is that just going to be a pleasant surprise? No, she'd try to explain. She'd be like, listen, I'm going to cast this spell. It'll give you one hour and uh, just, you know, trying to get hit too bad by the wave. But if you do, don't worry. This spell is going to help you get back to the surface. All right. I'm, I'll do it. I'm doing everything I can. Whatever, lady. Yep. Cool. They're running, and you cast 10 people, the last 10 people with that. And then uh, everybody else aboard. That's the other 30 on board. And then, all right, so with your 30 on board, that's going to be a regular roll. Do you, as Sarsa, do you have, like, proficiency in water vehicles or something like that? I do have proficiency in navigator tools and a water vehicle. Still, let's that father. even know what... Dexterity? Survival, what do you I think. you used to steer a vehicle? What'd you say? Oh, survival. If that makes sense. All right. Yeah. So roll regular straight survival and add your proficiency on top of your survival. All right. So survival roll, that's going to be, I rolled a 19, so that's 23. Plus my proficiency is going to be a 27. Dang. Nice. So you're able to get everybody load down there and buckle down and have them like get low, low center of gravity. And, uh, throw off the lines to the crescent squall and it uh, lifts up successfully into the air and you start to pull away up towards the cliffs you get kind of a better view as you rise of the town and all of the population of the town surging towards the cliffs as well as the battle between fire and water happening out on the water you can still see Sindel concentrating and definitely by this time and the time that it took everybody to move around and get everybody up onto the ship the fire is definitely dwindling the last embers of Sindel's walls are as you pull up and start to pull away they are doused and the massive wave surges towards the town as it surges forward uh, it's worked its way pretty close And so, instance after the firewall goes down, the wave just like surges forward double speed because it's been held back. It's like a rubber band was pulled back. It launches forward as you're pulling away. Can I, I mean, I don't know if there's time, but I would definitely, I would use my control water to stop that business. Um, sure. So control water just works. Yeah. It's not a roll on it, right? It's not a save. Uh, well, I guess it says freestanding water, so maybe... Do 
Does that not work if it's a wave? Yeah. I mean, you could put it on a regular wave for sure. You're not quite sure what's going to happen on what is possibly a beast slash a definitely a magical wave. Yeah, okay, so describe, Jen, what you want to do. You're at the helm of the Crescent Squall, pulling away up into the sky. You need to rescue this people. You see, as you're driving, kind of like that this wave is about to surge forward, and Sindel's going to be the first to be hit with it. I'm going to use my control water spell and that segment of the wave that's about to hit uh, Sindel in the town. I want to disperse that as much as possible, uh, push it out towards the side and kind of try to break down both sides of that uh, 100 foot square section of water from hitting the town very hard. That's what Sarsa wants to do. Alright, so you cast control water on that big portion of the water in the center. Uh, go ahead and roll Arcana along with that. I'm not very Arcana. Woo, 15! Nice. So just as her fire gives way and you see her kind of, you can tell that she's like exhausted and kind of drops to her knees with her staff as the spell is overpowered. You cast your spell of control water right in front of her taking basically taking control of the 100 by 100 foot middle chunk of the wave that's about to hit her at the, at the center portion of the town beyond her, which is also like right at the main drag that most of the people are running up. And basically just use your spell to completely like calm and divide that part of the water. And so what happens beyond that is that now two sections of the wave on either side of her crash into the sides of the town. What happens around Sindel is that at least for a moment, like she's still on dryish ground, but water starts to flow in from the sides to cover up where she is. For the moment, as you're able to concentrate on that piece of water that you control, you can keep her uh, relatively safe. But you're also flying 30 people, 30 refugees to safety. So you can't really see what happens beyond that. We better go to Soot. Okay. <laughs> we better go to Soot. Here we go. Soot, I think with your kind of dispel magic in mind, you get down to the docks and are going to have to make some quick decisions. You have your bubble on your head, so you feel like you could get submerged, but probably not crushed by a tidal wave. Okay. In order to do anything with like where Sindel is, you would have to kind of commit to being there versus if you're going to go try to get out on the crescent squall or hide somewhere from the course of the wave, you probably wouldn't be able to stick with Sindel. That is going to... Uh... Well, I, I suppose, um, I, I got saved once, <laughs> and, I, and, and, and I didn't have, he's going to run out uh, to where Sindel is, he's going to look up at her, kind of like using her staff to the best of her ability. Hey, Sindel? She just like sees this person back there and says, what are you doing? Get out of here! No, I, 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 it, it's thud, it's thud. So, I okay, I don't care what you... Just go! No. Save yourself! Then You're no. good at that! Uh, he's going to take off the uh, little bubble off of his head. He's going to climb up Sindel's back and, like, pop it on her head. <laughs> um, I'm going to say, you're, you're the one that they, that they they need. Captain Honeymyth, she, uh, she, she saved me when I shouldn't have been saved. I have to help somehow. And he's gonna hold out his book, and he's gonna with uh, whisper, <laughs> whisper some arcane words, and hold up his small little four-fingered hand, or they have three fingers, I love, against the wave, and cast dispel magic to try and stop the tidal wave and just have it crash back into normally normal. So we're gonna have to figure that out timeline-wise with what. Maya. Maya or Sarsa? Damn it. There's a lot of people. But nope, Sarsa. <laughs> Jen's character. 
So <laughs> we got to figure that out. Do all my what. characters seem the same to you, Zach? They're all wonderful and special and unique. In their own unique way. And frustratingly magical. Um, <laughs> what I'm thinking is, like, right before you cast the spell magic is probably about when control water kicks in. I think right when you go to cast the spell magic, roll Arcana for that because there's a range of options. Because actually what happens is her control water kicks in and stops the part of the wave right in front of you kind of at the same moment. And the possible options would be like you do it before that, kind of waste the spell, or it's just regular water. Actually, you could accidentally undo her control water magic. So okay. roll Arcana to baby kind of like have the reaction time to note like, uh oh, something's changing. That's a fourteen. Mm. Alright, so I'll give you that. Like as you like put the bubble on her head and go up to dispel magic, the wave in front of you all of a sudden like stops and pulls back and you have a very clear sense especially actually 14 is good enough having recently saw Captain Honeymist use this spell to kind of quickly guess like somebody somebody else just came into play. Somebody else magically interpreted. Uh, I think I think we're okay. So you got to get out of here. Take this back. So you're still standing on the bottom of a bay and about to be covered by water in some sense. She knows you're terrified of water and she tries to take off the bubble and put it back on your head. You focus on that firewall I've got nothing left so it, this is it I, I appreciate you but you gotta take this take care of people I, I too many lives on my hand oh. okay fine so I think probably about then as she pulls it off and tries to hand it to you is when both of you oh, get gosh. covered by just regular harbor flowing back in from either side and go underwater. Okay. Um, Let's leave that there. Oh, buddy. What else is going on? Tiburon, what happened to you? Uh, Yeah, what does happen to me? Where did we leave you? You were going down to join Sarsa, or? I was just herding people in the direction of uh, Sarsa's ship. Okay. But I don't think that I'm on it. Or that I necessarily intended to be on it, um, if there were other people that needed to be on it instead of me. So I'm not really sure what exactly uh, I would do, except await the sweet release of death, maybe? Let's say that you do your work to get as many people up on the Crescent Squall. Sure, sure. You know, Sarsa kind of reaches down to give you a hand up and actually if you want to play that scene a little bit that that's where you're kind of like nope take care of these people i'm confused at where we are right now so he's yeah yeah let's so we're going back to you like all of this is happening concurrently so as you guys do crazier and crazier stuff i have to kind of fit in like well all right so that would go there gotcha so this is Tiburon deciding to stay. This is like these are the last of the few people you're loading up onto the Crescent Squall, the last of the 30. He's wow. down there helping people up, kind of mm-hmm. throwing elderly people up onto the decks. And you get to All the right. point where like next up would be him. And he I says, got this. I got this. Yeah. All right. Uh, Tiburon, uh, you'll get up here. These last 10 people, I'm going to cast Walk on Water. And, and, and hopefully that'll help. I ain't going up there. Someone could take my spot. They should be up there. I got sea legs. They don't, if you know what I'm saying. Tiburon, are you, are you sure? Because that, that wave is coming. You're not going to be able to stop it. And we're going to need your help to fight this thing. Aye, and I'll still be kicking. Just give me a little something to make it through this. And I promise you, I'll make it. All right. And uh, she'll cast uh, Walk on Water on him and the remaining nine people uh, while uh, they load everybody else on the ship. All right, and you start running. So let's follow you in this then. So, Tiburon, you are running with these last nine people up the mm-hmm. main drag, which is yeah. um, pretty sandy. You kind of notice specifically as you're running in it, like this isn't like really a hard-packed road. It's kind of like almost just like sand that you're running down. It's been compacted a little bit. 
tough to run in a little bit. But behind you is basically like the timing of this is pretty poor to not get hit by a tidal wave. You're pretty much expecting to be just like smashed like a bug from the sheer force of this thing hitting you, except that the part of the wave that would have hit you goes away. So eventually you're overtaken by a swell of water, but it's definitely calm enough that you can, with these other people who are very weirded out, kind of get up on it. And actually for the moment, because it's it's like, you know, it's kind of like, it'd be like standing on a waterbed, essentially. It'd be like standing on a sheet that somebody is like flopping (laughs) below you. It'd be really hard to keep your footing, but you can stay on top of it for the moment. What do you want to do from Uh, there? uh, All right, so after taking a moment to kind of just adjust to it, because I figure I don't (laughs) Mm -hmm. oftentimes walk on water. um, Yeah, I I think like all 10 of you kind of get like water comes up underneath you and kind of like knocks you over and you're expecting to go under, but you just kind of like tumble across the top of it. You kind of realize like, oh, (laughs) like (laughs) we're up here. In looking down and regarding the water, do I happen to see any sort of sea creatures down there? Uh, yes. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Roll perception. All right. 18. What you happen to see looking down below you as you're now up in about eight feet of water that's rapidly filling in. <laughs> so you're in the center of the bowl of this town. It's rapidly filling in. You're now about eight feet up and you happen to look down and see a very confused but very large great white shark. Awesome. All right. I uh, grab my trident from my back. Do I have to point it in the direction of the creature? I, I wish assume to, uh, so, yes. Dominate? <laughs> Awesome. Awesome. Great. So I pointed straight down and I uh, cast Dominate Beast. Oh, I just generated a great white shark. It probably has stats somewhere. Let me just do a wisdom. (laughs) You did this to yourself. I'm sure Giant Shark is in the monster manual. Uh, But I have rolled and you have control of this very, very confused shark, but now obedient and not hostile. Awesome. <laughs> okay, in hmm, in communicating with the the shark, because I can mind communicate with him, right? Yes. Okay, great. Uh, <laughs> I'm gonna ask the shark, "Can I take a ride, fella?" The shark's just like, "What <laughs> is what? I I guess so." <laughs> Here's stats for a reef shark plus zero to wisdom. That holds up. All right. So it's like, uh, I get sure, sure. Yeah. You seem confident. It seems soothed by your confidence that this is okay. And it kind of like comes up for you to write it. Okay. Awesome. Well, let's do it in the most dramatic fashion possible and let's have it come up beneath me right as he's about to leap out of the water I jump up in the air land on it oh while my holding my trident up and going follow me you briny bastards to everyone else who's around me <laughs> I love this so much oh, everybody looks confusedly uh, at the j- guy in the majestic shark with the trident and they're like, okay. So the people able to walk on ro- water are kind of like getting their walking on water legs beneath them and seem okay. You kind of realize as you lead them through that there might be some other people who are kind of being washed up in the water that you might be able to grab and get up on the shark with you. Oh, all right, sure. Uh, um, I assume it's kind of a varied group of people. So if there's anyone who's younger and or older or, or frail looking, should definitely ride with me on the show. Uh, let's say one of them is Penny. <laughs> <laughs> Sounds good. You get like three people <laughs> up there on the shark. It's really like you don't see that many people still there in the area that are also somehow on top of the water. So you fish like two or three people out, and the last one is Penny. You're kind of getting come close to close to capacity. Jeff, take it. Then- Penny here. <laughs> <laughs> right, let's go. 
All right, get a good grip. Grab a fin. Whoa! Whoa. Zoinks. Back to you, Zach. All right, great. Good job. <laughs> Way to go. Nailed it in one. All right, uh, Carlos, you're going to roll animal handling for your escapades. <laughs> oh, all Give right. Give me an animal handling with advantage. With advantage? Eight. All right. Eight. Way to go. Soot. Um, yes. Let's roll. Athletics, because I'm like trying to fight against the current. Well, I'm actually, what I'm looking for is uh, what role would best kind of encapsulate all of your efforts in saving people. So oh. I'm actually looking more towards charisma as a combination of like what you did for Sindel and also the guard ruse um, sending everybody. So actually roll deception for the guard disguise self and kind of like impersonating that voice okay. of authority. 12. All right. And Sarsa, I had you roll Arcana, right? As yes. part of how well the wave, what was that? It was like an 18. It was a 15. We'll take that for you. So there are roughly 1,000 people in the town of Gianca. We didn't actually finish up Jarek's role. So Jarek lights up his green candle and charges back to rescue little Steph from the back of Phil's fish bucket. And he rolled two eights. So, oh, um, dear. Well, with a little bit of struggling, you finally find her. <laughs> So he pushes his way back there through illusions, through several weird magic items, just as the water is starting to crash through and fill in. Phil's fish bucket is kind of starts to be a little bit up the cliff. So he's able to get to her, find her hiding in a wardrobe, pull her out and run with her in his arms up the hill, joining the crowd of people and kind of ushering everybody forward. As he's doing that, he sees Bree running back and forth, grabbing another a group of people lagging from behind and running up past them and kind of like joins the general throng of people heading up the hill safely. So generally speaking, let's check in again with where everybody is. Tiburon is riding a shark covered in people swimming towards the cliffs. Sarsa is on the Crescent Squall uh, with 30 people aboard flying up towards the cliffs. Gravely <laughs> is climbing up <laughs> through his own path with the wedding party in tow, saving them. Soot is underwater somewhere with Sindel. Soot, give me a dexterity roll. Ha <sighs> ha. Am I doing like ac acrobatics for it or is it just straight decks? This is for uh, whether you can do anything with the bubble, <laughs> like get your oh. hands on it to manipulate it before it's just knocked out of your hand by water. Okay. I am rolling. And that is a four hmm. uh, plus four. So eight. Okay. Yeah. So the answer is uh, no, as Sindel kind of takes <laughs> off the bubble and tries to hand it to you, and you reach for it, just as both of you are hit with water, you do not have a handle on it quite yet as you're overtaken by water, which Sid is not a fan of. Mm -mm. Did I miss anybody? Jarek's headed up with the refugees, Jarek and Bree. Based on the outcome of your skills challenge, of the roughly 1,000 residents of the town of Giaca, the great majority of them are saved Woo. in the in the following days and recovery efforts. And as people are able to start to get a head count, it appears that about 910 of the roughly 1,000 residents of Giaca were saved and survived and roughly 80 or so souls perished in the waves or at least missing. Oh. Uh, Sarsa's like, 
why is it every town that we're at, we wind up decimating the town? Why is that? <laughs> is this a recurring theme with us? Gravely is probably one of the first to kind of get everybody to the top of the cliffs and look down upon the town. Do you kind of help everybody up there to safety? Gravely specifically looks down from the top of the cliffs and watches as the town starts to, parts of the town start to wash into the ocean wave. The many buildings took a lot of damage on specifically the two outer edges of the town from being hit by the tidal waves. But as that initial wave hits, a pattern of waves continues to kind of wash into the town and wash out. The Salty Seagull being a large building close to the docks is among one of the first structures to give way and collapse into the sea, just kind of like fall apart and get pulled out there. With my upgrade at 6th level, I had a greater favorite enemy, and remember I took elementals. Mm-hmm. As that, um, Do I get a sense that this thing might be elemental in nature? Yes, absolutely. Okay. This is for okay. sure an elemental. <laughs> okay. For sure an elemental. Hold on, hold the on. Essence hold on. of elemental. Are you King absolutely of sure? <laughs> cool. Is that uh, the question? Right. Yes, that's the question. Okay. So uh, I, I'm assuming I've kind of, uh, in ushering everyone up, um, I'm still with Farah and Gravely will say, Oh my goodness, this is terrible. I, I think I know what this thing is, but there's nothing we can do to stop it. I hope everyone else made it out okay. So as you watch new waves rush into the town and kind of drag debris out to sea, you see that the town square, which was previously filled with market stalls, as well as that whole main drag leading to the sea, does seem to be like mostly loose sand. So as water runs along it, that sand is the first to kind of get pulled out of the way. And it kind of quickly creates a gully where more and more sand, more and more quickly is being pulled out. Kind of like all the water that splashes into the bowl of the town is starting to kind of like flow right into that gully and create a channel that goes back out to sea, pulling more and more sand out of it. So as it as it pulls sand out, the ground level starts to get lower and lower with each passing wave. And gravely, you specifically begin to see that some sort of stone structure which was previously buried in the sand is being revealed as you watch this process and a shiver runs up your spine as you realize it's a large upright stone ring about 10 feet in diameter that reminds you very much of the same sort of stone ring you once saw a firearm Oh dear. Oh no. Not this again. The last thing you remember was water and darkness and blood and confusion. You have no idea how long ago that was it could have been moments it could have been decades but as your eyes flutter open you feel warmth and comfort a cool breeze and what appears to be tree branches as well am I I was I was on a ship and and, uh, oh, that was not good. Hello? Is anybody there? Hello? Your vision is blurry as you reawaken, but you feel a hand, something holding your hand and comforting you. And uh, it feels furry. And as you blink and look at the source of this creature you see sunlight cascading down through an almost endless amount of branches if you're beneath a tree it must be 
massive, but there's a figure silhouetted by the sunlight. And as your vision starts to unblur, you sort of blink and are confused because it appears to be a six-foot-tall squirrel. Hello? And it says, Milo, rest, for it is I. I have saved you, your friend, Mr. Stick. (gasps) 